Welcome to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. Hear and learn through the success of others how to build the life and business you deserve. Learn to overcome failure, what it means to seek out growth, and how to become the best possible version of yourself. And now, here's your host, coach, entrepreneur, husband and father, and author of the number one best-selling book, Survive, Scale, Soar, Jeremy Williams. And welcome back to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy. Just a quick reminder, this show comes in two formats, Real Talk, where it's just me and the mic, sharing what's happening in the world and how that can impact your business. And then there's Success Talks, and that's where I get to interview some of the top people in their respected industry, and they share with you what is working and what has made them successful over time. And today is a Success Talk, and I'd like to welcome to the show, John Altick. He is the broker owner of one of the largest independent real estate companies out there, JLA Realty. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Excited to be here. Well, this is kind of a unique opportunity for me because I'm getting to work with John. And I've known John for a long time uh, in the industry. Uh, In fact, we competed against each other a little bit. That was fun. And uh, just gotten to watch from a distance uh, him be able to grow this company from literally just him uh, to a, a massive organization of top-notch agents that are serving all across Texas and maybe eventually beyond at some point. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. John, tell, tell us about JLA Realty. You know, you you summed it up pretty good there. So we're independent brokerage headquartered here in uh, Houston. We've got... 25 offices out there, 1,400 agents across Texas. Um, it's an independent. It's it's a bunch of us out here just doing what we love to do every day. And we we train hard. We motivate hard. We've got the best agents on the ground. And, and I'm fortunate I have the best management team in the industry at JLA. And that's what makes us amazing. That's that's awesome. It's, it's amazing because when you, when you go from – Hey, it's just me, John Altick, you know, starting here. And then all of a sudden you're a 1400 agent and we're not talking a very long period of time. We're talking what about 13 uh, years. Well, so I opened this first office uh, that I'm sitting in right now. I opened this we 10 years in March. Um, a couple of years before that I had the LLC built, but it was just me doing my thing. And then when we opened this, it was, that's when it took off. Um, and, you know, it's crazy to go from your personal production of a few million dollars uh, to last year, the JLA did a 1.8 billion in sales. And it it happened so fast, it's hard to even understand sometimes how it got there. It was just, just bam. And, and it's been a wild and fun journey. And now we're at a point where you can sit back and really look at the holes in the system and what you want to do better at, but then also like what's next, right? When you, when you tackle something head on like that and you grow at that rate, you're not good about just holding in that same spot. You're like, okay, where are we going? What are we doing? And you, you kind of talked about outside of Texas. Absolutely. Because that's what fires me up. Uh, So yeah, it, you know, when I first started, it was just me. I was an agent. I'd worked at uh, a big broke, big brand brokerage franchise and, I had this this idea and I put it together at my kitchen table one night over a glass of wine with my wife and and here we are today and it's pretty much not changed since the day I launched it. So so the audience if you're hearing this glass of wine 
making sure your wife's involved in the decision. Next thing you know, you you own a gigantic brokerage. So <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much how it happened. And you know, I, I was I was telling somebody this the other day. You know, that first couple years uh, before I even had a, a physical office, it was just you know me doing my thing. It was a lot of coffee. It was a lot of dreams. And I think you know when you start anything. It's you got to have that vision of what you want it to look like. And then you got to convince people, this is my vision. This is what's going to happen. Now, I'll be honest with you, because I think this is a great format to tell you this. My wife was on board with JLA and the small brokerage and me with, you know, 10 or 15 agents. And my original business plan had a five-year goal of 35 agents. And I still have that business plan here in my office. And it, it got out of control fast. But I will also tell you one of the largest arguments I ever had with my wife was opening this first office. She couldn't get her hands around that big picture vision. Um, she's very black and white. Things need, need to make sense on paper. And, and I couldn't make this make sense on paper because when you're dreaming, sometimes your dreams don't look good when you write them down, right? When you, when you start putting numbers behind them, and it, it doesn't work, right? So we had a very uh, intense week or two of discussions about opening this office. And we had a lot going on at that time. So when I launched JLA, the LLC in 2011, I was still with Hershey Chocolate. I spent 14 years with Hershey Chocolate. And I was in a sales role there and um, it was good. It was great. I was doing JLA on the side. So it's kind of my, I was dual career as I like to call it, not, not part-time dual career. And I remember it well, October, wow, this is crazy. We're doing this today. October 12th, 2013, my boss calls me from Hershey and says, we need to meet you at the airport tomorrow. Now, if you've ever been in corporate That's not sales, a good sign. When you're in corporate sales, when you got to meet the boss and HR at uh, the airport tomorrow, you're in trouble. Um, and so they went with me and they said, hey, we're doing away with your territory. Uh, we're doing away with the Houston territory. We're going to merge it into Dallas. Uh, we want you to take another role within JLA and they th or with, within Hershey. They threw me a couple options. They threw me um, back to Hershey PA. I had a couple northern cities, and we just didn't want to do that. My wife and I were established here. We had two, two young daughters at the time. And my next question was, what if I don't want to do that? And like, well, we'll give you a package. So January 1st, 2014, I left my 14-year career with Hershey with a great salary, bonus, benefits, a company car, and decided to go full in on this real estate thing. And there was some stress involved in that, not going to lie, right? I mean, when you got a wife and, and two daughters at home and you're all of a sudden, you're you're 100% commissioned just like that. Uh, but you got to have that dream. You got to have that passion. And I kept telling my wife, we're going to get there. I said, you just got to hang on. It's not going to be a pretty ride. And it wasn't pretty. Uh, but once you get on the other side of that, then then you can reap the benefits from it. I think that's a, a great example, especially if you're listening to this on the on the podcast, is that, you know, if you have a dream, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of dreams die before they even come into existence because people get to that point where eh, maybe it's just too hard. You know, if I have to walk away, you know, what am I having to give up to go after this? And, um, you know, they they believe in the dream at first and then it's just, it's either not big enough, right? It's either not big enough or they weren't really passionate about it to begin with. And it sounds like you're passionate though. Yeah. And, 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 and I think you, you hit on something big. How many dreams die early on because you run into that roadblock or I feel like most people talk themselves out of it, right? You know, we get excited about something. We want to go do this and whether it's a, a, 
whether it's a new business venture or whether it's some invention you have or some idea you have, you get excited and you do the research. Maybe you, and I'll tell you where most of them die is when they start telling people and the naysayers come out of the woodwork and say, you can't do that. That won't work. You shouldn't, you shouldn't go down that path. And that's what happens is, is they go out here and they get talked out of, and they, then they talk themselves out of following that passion or following that dream. Now you got to firmly believe it. You can't be halfway in. You can't, you know, one of my big pet peeves is people that say, well, if it doesn't work, I can go back here. It's like, you don't, you can't have a backup plan when you have a dream. Your dream's got to be, that's where I'm headed. Um, backup plans mean that you're already decided that it may not work. Uh, and, and, and there were a lot of naysayers along the way. I remember I had some great friends in the business uh, that I had worked with that come, came to me and said, John, you can't do this. Not on the splits you're going to do, not on the model you're putting out here. It's not going to work. It's not going to not going to make it. That's the stuff that fires me up. Tell me I can't do something. Tell me I won't make it and I'm going to work 10 times harder. But even my own father, who has been with the same company for 40 years, still works today, had a really hard time with me leaving the safety and security of corporate America to, to go after something because his generation didn't do that, right? They didn't. So if you listen to those people that are most important to you in your life, sometimes those are the ones that are going to talk you out of your dreams. So you, you need them on board and you need to try to sell them on it. But at the end of the day, when you got that dream and that passion, you got to chase it hard and you got, and you are going to, you're going to run into roadblocks. You're going to get smashed in the face. You're going to trip and fall. Sometimes it's like a, a dumpster fire going off, right? But if you get through that, if your dream's big enough, your passion's dream enough, you'll get on the other side. You will. So would you say like at that time when you were getting it started and you had shared the story about uh, this friend that had shown up even, even to the to the office when you were building it out. And um, how did that impact your mindset? I know you said, hey, man, it's fuel. But how did yeah. it impact your mindset there initially? Well, I think, you know, when people that you respect come to you and tell me you can't do something, and I respect these folks. They've been in the business a long time. Um, it makes you double down on, okay, my number's right. Am I seeing this right? And, and I was rechecking and checking again. I'm like, you know what? I can do this. So there's always that initial, well, what are they seeing? I'm not. But then when I knew I'd done my legwork, I knew I'd done my homework. I knew I was prepared for it. I knew exactly, exactly what I was getting ready to get into. And I knew how hard it was going to be. And I think that's the, the thing. When most people try to talk you out of something, it's because they can't see themselves doing that. They can't see themselves going there and therefore they don't want you to do it either, right? And I think many dreams are squashed because people are talked out of it because that person that's talking you out of it either doesn't want you to succeed. And there's many of those. And I and, and you know this, you've been on plenty of my calls where I preach hard that, that, that who's in your circle? Who are the people beside you that are clapping when you're winning, holding the umbrella over you when it's raining on you, right? Who are your champions that are going to push you through? And sometimes there's nobody, right? You may be the only champion in that cause, but if you believe it hard enough and you've done everything, you've, you've, you've buttoned up, buttoned down, checked your numbers, checked everything, and you still think you can do this, then go do it. Yeah, what I, what I found in my journey, and, and I, you probably found the same, was at the beginning, nobody believed. But you're, nobody. You're the only one. Here's the only one that I believe. So when you start having results, though, what started happening? So, you know, I remember that first year, year and a half when we were we were breaking even, right? We were paying the bills. And and I remember having to, and these are hard conversations, calling my wife and saying, hey, you need to put off that hair appointment for another week or so. We don't have the extra cash for that, right? So you go through, you got to mentally prepare yourself for those things. And those are not fun conversations. But then you start to see that momentum 
And, and the more momentum you get, the more you believe in your dream, even though the dollars may not be, be there. Because sometimes momentum doesn't always show up in the form of cash in your bank account, but you can feel it, right? And people are coming around you. And then you start to see the naysayers start to show up, say, hey, what's going on over there, right? It's it's like, like, the, whole, like the saying goes, if they're not talking about you, then you're, you're not doing something right, right? If they're talking about you, then you know you're hitting somewhere. And we were about three years in when I remember looking at my bank account and thinking, wow, wow, okay, we can pay the bills and we can go out to eat this month, right? This is going to be good. But the big turning point for me is, and we're, we, love to, we love to travel in our house. And I read every business book there is, every entrepreneur book there is. And in every one of those, they talk about mailbox money or they talk about the fact that you're making money when you're not working. That's when you know what you're doing is hitting, right? And we were, had taken our one vacation that year. We were on the beach in Cancun and I remember it was a Friday and my phone's going off because we had closings happening and, and commissions were hitting. And I started loud. I told my wife, finally, I'm at a point where I can take a break and still make money because you, you get, you built a system and that takes, you know, a lot of hours goes into that. And, and my oldest is 15 now. So my daughters are 15 and 12. My oldest will tell you, she doesn't remember me up until she was about five or six. And then on up until eight or nine, she doesn't remember me being around much because I pretty much lived in the office. I mean, it was everything, blood, sweat, and tears. There were nights I slept here. There were nights, you know, I would leave before they got up and I'd get home before they, you know, they, you know, they got out of bed. You got to be prepared for that, right? And But you got to prepare those around you, especially the spouses with, this is going to look different than it does now, especially when you're leaving the comfort of corporate America, right? Comfort America, you know, it's 40 hours a week, Friday afternoon at five o'clock, you're out the door. You got all weekend, um, stress levels different, still stress, right? But you got to, you got to go down that path. And then you reach that point in your journey where you can, you, you can splurge on that extra trip or you can, you, you, you feel comfortable and you're not stressed over money because money's the biggest issue with most small businesses, right? And, and it feels good, but it, then you still find yourself living like you did whatever you started your business, right? You're like, we got to turn the lights off. I don't want to pay a higher electric bill. And you got all those things that you're ingrained in you in the beginning is still who you are today. And it, it has been a wild and crazy ride and, and I wouldn't change it for anything. I don't know that I would do much different, right? To be honest with you, I learned a lot along the way. By the way, for those of you listening, I am, I, yes, I'm a college graduate but I have a degree in exercise and sports science. So I don't have a business degree. I don't have some spreadsheet behind everything I do. What I have done here is just, this was a passion and we went and made it happen. So yeah, you don't always have to have a degree in something. You always don't have to be the expert in something. If you've got the passion, chase it. Yeah, interesting, because I'm a sports management major. So Yeah, yeah it's crazy, isn't it? How we, <laughs> how we both got here, right? Um, you know, looking back, and I've, I've been able to, been fortunate to coach a lot of brokers over the years with my coaching business and you know they would be anywhere from 10 to about 30 agents mm -hmm. and at the, about the 20 mark you'd start seeing them be profitable but they're still still working in the business yep like you got to a stage at some point where you're like okay i'm doing this but i'm going here i'm going to a different place when did when did you know this was going to be much bigger than maybe even initially thought well Early on, um, it was a slow build. I mean, we were at 15, 20 agents and then almost 
almost within a month or two, we picked up another 10 or 15, just like that. And it exposed all my weaknesses, right? My onboarding wasn't right. And what, what are we going to do for training and, and, and follow up and follow through? But I'll tell you up until about 50 agents, I did everything. I didn't even have an, an admin to help me with paperwork, right? And so there's never money to add those people into your business, right? At 50 agents, I knew I needed an admin, but there's no money for that, right? You just got to figure it out. You got to spend money to make money. So I brought on the first admin and that's whenever I started to feel like, okay, we got a business here that's, 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 that's hitting numbers. And it was at 86, 87 agents, about two years in that I brought on Kim Scott as the first manager at JLA um, and, and, and partner quite frankly, and what we do is as far as, as how we built this thing. And that's when I felt like I really had something because I was attracting other people to want to be a part of it, right? It's one thing to attract agents or in any other business, attract good talent. But when you attract people that want to be a part of what you're growing, then you know you've got something that's resonating with others outside of just a business. And that was probably the turning point. And then I will tell you, my business exploded when I started bringing talent in like Kim Scott, Amanda Seidel, Ronnie Dees. They were some of the first people to join me in that role because they brought their ideas and they brought their passion and they brought their look on things. Now, it's hard, the hardest thing. And if you were to sit and talk to those three, they're going to tell you the hardest thing was is, is me giving up control, right? Letting them take the reins on things, letting them take charge. That's very hard when you build something from zero up to here to, to somewhere in there, this is your baby, right? It's not just a business, it's your baby. But during that process, it really got exciting for me because I'm like, I've got others that see my dream and see my passion and their dreams and passions are lining up and we're going somewhere with this. And, and that's when JLA took off. We went from 80 agents to about 300 in a matter of a few months. And then we went from 300 to 500 really fast. And that's when you're seeing the numbers turn because you got more knowledge there. You got more people, you got more help. Um, and, and I think there's that whole think tank, you got brains working, right? I always think my idea is great until I bounce it off somebody that is doing just what I'm doing. Like you're missing these five things, right? So there's power in that. And that's when I knew it was something, right? That's when I knew it was something is that I had people following my dream because it matched up with theirs. So you're sitting today at about 1400 agents scattered mm -hmm. across Texas, multiple mm -hmm. office locations. Mm -hmm. Where, where do you see it going in the future? You could paint that vision for us. What does it look like? Paint that vision. <clears throat> so brutal honesty to everybody listening. I have a, a serious problem with <laughs> ADD and boredom. Okay. I got to be busy. I got to be moving forward. I can't just sit. I don't do well with that. Okay. And, and one of the things, if you're going to be successful at anything is knowing your strengths and weaknesses. What are you good at? What are you not? And I know that about myself. So for me, Growing, expanding, adding new systems, adding new people, adding new areas is what feeds that piece for me. So for me, um, I'm pretty aggressive goal setter. I, I love to set big goals. You can't reach what you don't set and you can't, if you don't set them, you're never going to get there. So I've got this goal of 5,000 agents in the next five years. Very, very, very lofty goal. But that's going to take growth. That's going to take growth outside of Texas. Uh, right now, we're, 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 we're working in Oklahoma and Louisiana. We should be ready to roll there in, in a very, very short period of time. Um, and I've had some conversations with other brokerages outside of, of, of those three markets as to what that looks like. How do we go into different places? I grew up in, in a very small town in Missouri, so that's near and dear to my heart. What does Missouri look like? For me, though, it's just taking what we're doing really well. And, and we've not talked about that. What makes JLA different? We people, 
better than anybody else. Okay. It's not about the business. It's, you know, in real estate, it's not the flashy car you drive. It's not the suit you wear. It's taking care of people. So agents take care of buyers, sellers, renters, investors, right? That's their peopling. We at this level, broker level or any, and then any business, take real estate out of it. Give me any business. If you're taking care of your people, they're going to take care of you. So we people better than anyone. And, and I'll tell you where I got that from. I've read everything Richard Branson's ever put out. And he has a piece in one of his books where if you make your people millionaires, you shall to be one, right? Take care of your people and they will then take you to wherever you want to go. And so we have the ability to grow this because we people well. Um, and that's what we do better than anybody. If you ask me, what does JLA do better than anybody? We people better. Um, it's It's motivation. It's loving on people. It's caring about people. It's doing the right thing. Um, you know, I'm big on doing the right thing. It's that stuff that lets you sleep at night. I'm big on that. So that's what that looks like. So yes, we're going to grow this bad boy and we're going to continue to take it. You know, I'm, I've got young kids, 12 and 15. So I got a lot of years of work in front of me here. And so, uh, that we're going to keep building it. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. I think we're about the same boat and, uh, the kids ages with a, with a senior and a freshman in high school. So, yep. uh, and yeah, that's why same, you're, same and, that, and, 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 and not to, not to cut you off, but what gets exciting is when, and you and I have known each other for years and we, like you said, we've competed and, and we've, we've been right there to watch each other and watching you grow your coaching business and watching you grow that side of, of you stepping out of your comfort zone to grow the coaching business, right? Big move, right? Um, to go from a national franchise where, where you had a position there to say, you know what, I'm going to go coach because I got this, Right. Um, that's a big move. But now to have you as part of the the, the overall JLA culture and, and where we're headed and a big, big piece of what that's going to look like down the road. That's what excites me, right? Is when I can partner with somebody like you that, that sees things different. And if you'll remember, one of the things when we met, I was like, let's figure it out. But what I need from you is, is everything I'm not already doing. What does that look like? What's that bigger picture look like? And that's, I think, the challenge for most small business owners is that they don't want to see and hear what the people around them have to say. You don't have to do it all and you don't have to take it to heart. You come to me with an idea. My answer is normally yes, because I respect you and trust you. And, and I hadn't thought about that. So that's what growth looks like, right? It's getting the right people in your, in your, in your sphere that you trust and will listen to. And then you got to get there yourself. I think that's the hardest part, right? I mean, you coach people, getting them to listen to what you're coaching, right? Sometimes that's the hardest part. Yep. Are getting to do what we coach on, yes. uh, but yeah, I, I think, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of send it back to you, John. You know, I, I appreciate when I was looking at, you know, going back to potentially a national brokerage versus going to an independent is, I think the freedom that you've created within the organization, uh, you've created a big sandbox for your agents to play in. Uh, there's not a lot of restrictions. Um, they can brand themselves, market themselves how they want. I think that's that's really important. Uh, yet I, what I appreciated most was, you know, we had met for the first time and kind of shared my initial idea. And you were like, yeah, come back to me when it's a little bit bigger. And, uh, you know, I think we need people in our lives and in our world, even in all the stuff that I was doing, the idea that I still brought was small. And now the idea that I brought to you is, is much, much bigger. And, you know, it takes that push and pull and it's, it is about peopling. It is about caring and really trying to understand the folks that come and collaborate with you and partner with you. And I, I think you've done a really great job with that. And I, and from the 30,000 foot view, that's why you've been successful. 
I appreciate that. And I, I think you did, you hit on something that I'm passionate about. Even my days back in corporate America, they didn't want to hear from people on the street. They didn't want to hear from what was going on every day. They're they making decisions at the corporate level that affected all of us, but we didn't know, they didn't know what we did every day. And one of the things that I have found most success with is letting people be themselves. Okay. Cause no, I don't like to be put in a box. I know you put me in a box. It's going to get ugly real fast. Uh, letting people be themselves and then challenging them to grow themselves. Right. Because if you look at most, especially corporate America, if you look at corporate America, they're going to give you a job, a job title and, and restrictions within that title. Your box is here. Don't get out of it. Don't think outside of it. Just do your job. That's all they're paying you to do. And then and there are some people that need that. It didn't work for me. And I think for a lot of people, they just need permission to go be as big as they can be. And that's what I challenge a lot of people with. I told you, not big enough. You're bigger than this. Let's do this. Right. And that's the piece where if you're going to run a business and you're going to do your own thing out here, and it, it doesn't even need to be a big business, it can be you and, and one other person, or you can plan something even bigger, is you got to look at your people and say, what, what, how big you want to be? What does, what do your dreams look like? What is your why? We've all heard that one before. What is your why? And then challenge them to go even further, but that's not enough, you know, because we don't know what our limits are. You only have limits you put on yourself. Like we, we, there's no limit to this unless you put it on there. And I think we sometimes do that. We don't give ourselves permission to be bigger or to be great. Or, you know, I think sometimes when I watch agents, one of the frustrating things for me is, is they don't believe they deserve success. They don't believe they deserve that. They have that fear of success. We hear fear of failure all the time. I think fear of success is a very legitimate conversation you sometimes have to have with people because they can't see themselves in that role. It's like the, the fear of success for an agent that actually does make their calls and somebody says, yeah, I'm ready to list my home. And they're afraid because they don't know what to do next. Like, oh, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. and you know, we're all there, right? And, and it's, I think the big thing too is we all need motivation. Um, everybody needs motivation, especially today in the world we live in with all the negativity, all of the issues we have in, in not just the United States, but the world turn the news on, it's 99.9% .9 negative. Um, you've got to have those people around you that are motivating you on a positive level to get you where you need to go because it's tough. Self-motivation is tough. I don't care how amazing you are. If you don't have those people around you to motivate you, and that's what we do really hard here, right? We people hard by motivating. Um, what gets you out of bed and gets you going? But motivating others is what motivates me. So that's a very helpful thing, right? Seeing other people grow really motivates me to go do those things. Awesome. One last question is... I'm an agent that's out there right now, and maybe I'm listening to this, and I'm hearing all the great things that you're saying, and maybe I'm thinking, I'm at a brokerage right now where I'm not getting that. I'm not being fed. I'm not. I'm not growing. I'm not being peopled. Yep. Um, you know, I, I don't have the right systems in place. I don't have the right tools. I just feel like, you know, I'm running into a brick wall every day, and things aren't moving for me. And they're and they're considering a change. Why? Why JLA? Why the Red Hawk Partner Network Group? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this down a, a big path. If you're going to be a successful realtor, if you're a realtor following this, if you're going to be a successful realtor, you got to be in the place that the culture fits who you are. And what I mean by that is, is do you feel motivated? Are you excited? Do they pump you up? Are you, are, do you believe that they're giving you everything that you need to be who you want to be? And if not, then you're not in the right place. 
right? You're just not. And I'm not, and it may not be the JLA is giving you that. You may be a JLA agent say, I'm not getting that from jail. And that could very well, because it's all about the lineup of culture and what you need. Why JLA? Why Red Hawk? If you're that person that likes to be motivated, that likes to have the, what you're looking for right at your tips, right? Whether it's, um, you know, we have two Zoom calls a week. I know you have your own types of trainings as well um, at Red Hawk for, for, for the real estate side. If you are looking for the that piece of it, we're the place to be. Nobody peoples better than we do. Nobody motivates better than we do. I guarantee you that I'll put, hands down, I'll put that out there. It's got to feel right to you. And, and I know moving brokerages is no, it's hard, right? It's like, just like changing jobs. I was offered plenty of jobs in corporate America. Leaving Hershey was not easy. It was not something I wanted to do, right? So I was comfortable there. But then I had to go do my own thing because they weren't comfortable with me anymore, right? And you got to look at, and I tell every agent this, I don't pay your bills, you do, right? I, I provide the, the catalyst for you to be successful. So you got to look at what's best for you and your family and your future and your career. And you got to figure out what that looks like. I know what we offer at JLA from the motivation side, from the accountability side, from the coaching side. There's nobody out here doing that on our scale. And again, we talk splits. Fine. You're not going to find much better splits than ours for what we give you every day. But you got to have that serious conversation with yourself. You got to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm the problem. I got to find that right place for me to be successful. And again, though, I will tell you this, if you're looking for a broker that's going to wear a suit and tie every day, you're not coming to JLA because I don't wear a suit and tie every day. And that may be what you're looking for. There are people out here that need that. I'm not that guy, right? So you got to find what works for you. But I can tell you, I built JLA to capture a lot of people's goals and desires and especially if you're a unique individual and you want to be you, you want your own branding, you want your own colors on your sign, you want that, you know what, I'm your place. JLA is a place, you know, and and, and I think from your perspective, you know, the coaching you provide with Red Hawk and the real estate side, that's if you're, there are people that really need accountability coaching, okay, accountability coaching, they're coming to you and what you do because you can then roll that right into the real estate piece and it's huge. So that's why JLA. And we have a good time. I'm big on fun. There is one thing I'll tell you here. If we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And real estate's not that hard, folks. We're not curing cancer or world hunger over here. Real estate's an easy business. If you're having fun, you're doing the things that we tell you to do every day from the marketing side to the training side. If you will do that um, and have some fun doing it, you will find wild success. That's a lot. There's a lot of lessons I think that you can pick out of this call. And if you're listening to it, I encourage you to go back and listen, listen to it again. Um, you know, the biggest thing for me and what I shared with John is just to, to think bigger. Uh, there's, there's always greater opportunities out there. Uh, don't listen to everybody else that's saying, you know, things are tough or, you know, I'm not doing well uh, because you're allowing them to cap your potential and uh, just go out there and keep thinking big, have passion for what you want to do and, and know why you're doing it. And uh, there's so much more in this. Go back and listen to it. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it, write some of this stuff down because it was really good. Uh, well, so, John, I, I, I'm going to leave with one thing. Believe in yourself. You got to believe in yourself first and then surround yourself with people that believe in you. Everybody else needs to be an arm length. And if, they, if they're not there, you're, you're not going to make it. Okay. Um, but even the fact that you're listening to this, this podcast, 
tells me you want to grow and you want more because if you're taking the time to listen to this content, you're saying to yourself, there's more out here for me. Let's go make it happen. All right, John, thanks for uh, taking time out of your schedule today and uh, enjoy being partners with you and in, in the endeavor that I'm working on with you and lots of great things coming. I know that for sure. Uh, but I appreciate you and all you do for everybody listening. Jeremy's Jeremy's got it. He he teaches me stuff almost daily now. So listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. Take care, my friend. All right. Until next time, onward and upward. Thank you for listening to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. If you heard something that made a difference in your life today, share it with someone that might benefit and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Learn more about the host of this podcast and coaching services offered by Red Hawk Coaching by visiting www.redhawkcoaching.com.